Hello, this is Tommy Peeler, and welcome to our podcast, Carefully Examining the Text. Our podcast today is dealing with Psalm 30. Psalm 30 is classed by some as a psalm of thanksgiving, others as a psalm of praise. There's not a great difference between those in this respect. Notice in verse 4, sing praise to the Lord, you his godly ones, and give thanks to his holy name. That the words sing praise and give thanks are used in parallelism. The same is true in verse 12, as verse 12 talks about my soul singing praise to the Lord and giving thanks to God forever. So this is a psalm of praise, a psalm of thanksgiving, as it exalts God for who he is. We will see as we look at Psalm 30, the writer's experience. He was near death, according to verse 3, according to verse 9. He cried out to God for help, and God was gracious to him and brought him up from the pit. As a result of this, he's going to give God thanks and give God praise all of his days. Psalm 30 has a unique heading. The text says a psalm, a song at the dedication of the house, a psalm of David. Listen to the first three verses. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried to you for help and you healed me. O Lord, you have brought me up from Sheol. You brought up my soul from Sheol. You have kept me alive that I would not go down to the pit. I will extol you. The word that is translated extol was used back in Psalm 27, verses 5 and 6. As the Bible talked about the Lord, or God, lifting the psalmist up on a rock, lifting him up above his enemies. And there in that psalm, it is God lifting up the psalmist. Here in Psalm 30, the same word is used of the psalmist lifting up or extolling God. He extols God because God had lifted him up. The word for lifted up here in verse 1 in the New American Standard Bible is a word that's used in Exodus 2 and verse 16, Exodus 2 verse 19, for drawing water out of a well. It was as if the psalmist was in the well and God lifted him up and now he will extol God and he praises God because God has not let his enemies rejoice over him. Verse 1 is the only allusion to enemies in Psalm 30. The enemies are only mentioned in passing here, but they would have celebrated David's demise. And God praises, David praises God that he has not let them rejoice in such a way. In verse 2, O Lord my God, I cried for help, and you healed me. You healed me. And in verse 3, 
You brought up my soul from Sheol. You kept me alive that I would not go down to the pit. You notice the term pit here in verse 3 is used in parallelism with the term Sheol. Sheol refers to the realm of the dead. The word for pit is the word that's used for Joseph's brothers throwing him into the pit in Genesis 37, in verse 24, and in verse 28. It is used for for. Potiphar putting him in the dungeon in Genesis 40 verse 15 and Genesis 41 and verse 14. It was a place where prisoners were often put and sometimes prisoners were put to die. Therefore, the pit became a synonym for Sheol or death. But the psalmist had one foot in the grave And God, as it were, lifted him up from the pit. God brought up his soul from Sheol. And he states in verse 4, Sing praise to the Lord, you his godly ones, and give thanks to his name. As we've already pointed out, singing praises and giving thanks are basically used in parallel words parallel lines. In verse 5, his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for a night, but a shout of joy will come in the morning. Now, verse 5 is one of the most important verses in this psalm. But it's closely parallel with verse 11. The language is very similar. We're going to talk about verse 5 more in just a moment. But let's describe the psalmist's situation. In verse 6, the Bible says, As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. O Lord, by your favor you've made my mountain to stand. You hid your face. I was dismayed. The statement in verse 6, I will not be moved, is sometimes used in the book of Psalms positively and sometimes negatively. It's used positively in Psalm 15 in verse 5, Psalm 16 verse 8, Psalm 21 in verse 7, particularly in Psalm 15 5, who will dwell in God's holy hill? The answer is the one who lives the way that God asked them to live in that text. He gives about 11 characteristics of the Zion dweller. And then at the end of that, in Psalm 15 5, he says the one that lives this way will never be moved. To not be moved in Psalm 15 5 is a positive thing that he's going to stand strong and he's going to be faithful and God will hold him up. But this same phrase that's used positively in those verses can be used negatively. In Psalm 10 verse 6, for example, the Bible says, he says to himself, I shall not be moved. Throughout all generations, I will not be in adversity. Well, who is saying those words in Psalm 10, verse 6? Who is speaking in such a way? In verse 2, it's the wicked. He's again described as the wicked. In verse 3, 
and in verse 4, the Bible talks about his haughtiness and his pride. In in Psalm 10, the wicked person who lives in defiance of God, but who is living living in prosperity, thinks that his prosperity will go on forever in spite of the fact he lives in reckless disregard of God. He says, I will never be moved. The psalmist David in Psalm 30 doesn't share the attitude of the psalmist in Psalm 10. I think in Psalm 30, it's not that David is defiant and lifting up his fist, mocking God. I think in Psalm 30, He's simply in the midst of his life of ease and pleasure is forgetting that he is dependent upon God every day. And that's possible for you. And that's possible for me. That sometimes in the midst of things going well, in the midst of affluence, we forget our dependence on God and we think there is nothing left in our life except smooth clear skies and smooth sailing and the Lord hides his face as he did from David which refers to God's protections God's guidance he hides his face and we are in utter ruin in verse 8 to you O Lord I called and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness? The word for pit in verse 9 is a different Hebrew word than the word used in verse 3. But it also is a synonym for death in Job chapter of. 17 verse 14, several times in Job 33, beginning in verse 18, you see this particular word used. Well, what profit is there in my blood if I go down to the pit, if I go down to death? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness? Can we declare such things in the grave? The psalm asks. And he says in verse 10, Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and girded me with gladness that my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks. I will give thanks to you forever. Let's look at some of the words of the psalm. We promised you in verse 5 that we would come back to this verse when we see this corresponding idea in verse 11. If you look in verse 5, his anger is for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. The first part of verse 5 deals with God's attitude, his anger, his favor. The latter part of verse 5 deals with our response to these attitudes of God. Our response to his anger is weeping. Our response to his favor is shouts of joy. But the Bible tells us his anger is for a moment and weeping may last for the night. But 
his favors for a lifetime, and a shout of joy comes in the morning. This is not true, unfortunately, for all people. This is true for the one who praises God, for the one who gives thanks to God, for the one who trusts in God in the midst of his troubles. His anger is but for a moment. God's anger is real, but it is not as long-lasting as his favor. In Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, God pours out his wrath upon sin to the third and fourth generation, but God shows loving kindness for a thousand generations. His anger is for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. In Isaiah 54, verses 7 and 8, I love the powerful words that are stated there, and they are these. For a brief moment I forsook you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In an outburst of anger I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting loving kindness I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. For a brief moment, I forsook you. But that brief moment is contrasted with the everlasting loving kindness that he would receive. God's anger is for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night. But shouts of joy may come in the morning. That word for a night in Psalm 30 in verse 5 indicates a temporary lodging, the most temporary of all lodgings. A person is passing through and just staying the evening. You see the word used in Numbers 22 verse 8 of the visitors that came to Balaam and in Judges 19 verse 13. Weeping may last for the night. It is passing through, but shouts of joy will come in the morning. In verse, in Psalm 30, in verse 11, the Bible talks about mourning. And it says, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You have turned my times of greatest grief into greatest celebration. Mourning Morning. This word is used to talk about Jacob's son's morning hymn in Genesis 50 and verse 10. It's used to talk about the morning among the Jews when the decree goes forth that they were all to be killed in Esther 4 and verse 3. This word is used in mourning for an only son in Jeremiah 6 in verse 26 and Zechariah 12 and verse 11. This is an intense word, but our mourning has been turned to dancing, which is used to speak of celebration and Excitement and sackcloth, which was worn in times of sadness and in times of mourning, sometimes connected, particularly in the Old Testament, with mourning over sin. You see that in Jonah 3 in verses 5 through 8, and in Ahab's career in 1 Kings 21, verses 27 through 29. The Bible says, You have loosed my sackcloth and girded me with glass. God has changed our garments and our apparel 
so that we don't have to wear scratchy sackcloth in mourning. But we can wear it with, we can put on the garments of gladness. What about someone's pain that doesn't end in a night? I know literally I've experienced Psalm 30 verse 5 at times. That the morning of the night gave way to the joy of the morning. A new day brought new blessings from God that made the troubles of the night before forgotten. But some of you have experienced trials that don't go away so quickly. But I'll tell you what the promises of God show us. If you are faithful to God, if you are loyal to God, your suffering will not compare to your glory. Your glory will far transcend anything painful you've experienced in your suffering. In verse 12, my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. The word forever is used twice in the Hebrew text in Psalm 30. In verse 6, uh, he said, I will never be moved or I will not be moved forever. He thought his prosperity would last forever. That was a false hope. But here in Psalm 30 verse 12, because God delivered him, he's going to give thanks to God forever. Powerful psalm. How does Jesus fulfill this psalm? Oh, that's easily answered, isn't it? In Psalm 30, verse 3, again, O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol. You have kept me alive that I would not go down to the pit. The psalmist was delivered from a near-death experience. He had one foot in the grave, and God brought him up from Sheol. Jesus was in the grave, and God raised him up. God brought him up from Sheol, from Hades, by the resurrection from the dead. He brought him up from the dead. God answered, Jesus God answered this psalm in Jesus by raising him from the dead. Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness? Verse 9 asks, through the resurrection of Jesus, we see, yes, yes. Weeping may last through the night, but shouts of joy will come in the morning. Jesus told his disciples in John 16, verses 20 through 22, that they will grieve and mourn at the time of his death, but you will have great joy when he will be raised, and no one will take that joy from you. The night of weeping gave way to the morning of shouting. In the resurrection of Jesus, John 16, 20 through 22. Read it for yourself. And the Bible says that our, our light, momentary suffering does not compare to the eternal weight of glory which awaits us, which is far beyond all comparison. 2 Corinthians 4 and in verse 17. And truly, we will give thanks to the Lord 
forever as we praise him throughout all eternity. Thank you for listening, and may the Lord continue to bless you.